Hey guys, it's Jazz here with another episode of Daily Journey with Christ. Unfortunately, I've not actually been able to record for the last two days due to the fact that I've had no power and no internet. As any of you who live here on the Lower Mainland, you'll know that on Friday night we had a massive windstorm and it took out power lines and trees and it was just a major windstorm. And this storm led to power being taken out and that meant our Wi-Fi was down. This affected actually over to Vancouver Island even, as I have a friend who lost power there because of a windstorm. So BC Hydro took a while, and living here in the um, smaller area of Aldergrove, I actually am one of the last people to get BC Hydro's help. So I lost power on Friday night, and I ended up getting it back late Saturday night. So unfortunately, I couldn't record an episode, but... In that time, I did end up reading some of my scripture, and I decided that I'm going to actually continue into uh, 2 Corinthians with this new series that we're going to start here. Just as we just finished the letters of that Paul wrote, wrote written to um, the church of uh, Corinth. And yeah, so I just want to continue those letters, and then we'll move on to another book of the Bible as well right after. But for now, as usual, I will conclude this episode off with a fun fact of the day. But let's dive into 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 2, and 3. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Jesus Christ, and from our brother Timothy. I am writing to God's church in Corinth and to all of his holy people throughout Greece. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. Even when we are weighed down with troubles, it is for your comfort and salvation. For when we ourselves are comforted, we will certainly comfort you. Then you can patiently endure the same things we suffer. We are confident that you, that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in the comfort God gives us. We think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure, and we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. But as a result, We stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely only on God, who raises the dead. And he did rescue us from mortal danger, and he will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in him, and he will continue to rescue us. And you are helping us by praying for us. Then many people will give thanks because God has graciously answered so many prayers for our safety. We can say with confidence and a clear conscience that we have lived with a God-given holiness and sincerity in all of our dearings. We have depended on God's grace, not on our own human wisdom. That is how we are conducted ourselves before the world and especially towards you. Our letters have been straightforward and there is nothing written between the lines and nothing you can't understand. I hope someday you will fully understand us, even if you don't understand us now. Then, on the day when the Lord Jesus returns, you will be proud of us in the same way we are proud of you. Since I was so sure of your understanding and trust, 
I wanted to give you a double blessing by visiting you twice. First, on my way to Macedonia, and again when I return from Macedonia. Then you could send me on my way to Judea. You may be asking why I changed my plan. Do you think I make plans carelessly? Do you think I am like the people of the world who say yes when they really mean no? As surely as God is faithful, our word to you does not waver between yes and no. For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does not waver between yes and no. He is the one whom, whom Salas, Timothy, and I preach to you, and as God's ultimate yes, he always does what he says. For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ, our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. It is God who enables us, along with you, to stand firm for Christ. He has commissioned us, and he has identified us in his own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment that guarantees everything he has has promised us. Now, I call upon God as my witness that I am telling the truth. The reason I didn't return to Corinth was to spare you from a severe rebuke. But that does not mean we want to dominate you by telling you how to put your faith into practice. We want to work together with you so that you will be full of joy, for it is by your own faith that you stand firm. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 So I decided that I would not bring you grief with another painful visit. For if I cause you grief, who will make me glad? Certainly not someone I have grieved. That is why I wrote to you as I did, so that when I do come, I won't be grieved by the very ones who ought to give me the greatest joy. Surely you all know that my joy comes from your being joyful. I wrote that letter in great anguish, with a troubled heart and many tears. I didn't want to grieve you, but I wanted to let you know how much I love, how much love I have for you. I'm not overstating it when I say that the man who caused all the trouble hurt all of you more than he hurt me. Most of you opposed him, and that was punishment enough. Now, however, it is time to forgive and comfort him. Otherwise, he may overcome by discouragement. So I urge you now to reaffirm your love for him. I wrote to you as I did to test you and to see if you would fully comply with my instructions. When you forgive this man, I forgive him too. And when I forgive whatever needs to be forgiven, I do so with Christ's authority for your benefit, so that Satan will not outsmart us. For we are familiar with his evil schemes. When I came to the city of Troas, he preached the good news of Christ. The Lord opened a door of opportunity for me. But I had no peace of mind because my dear brother Titus hadn't yet arrived with a report from you. So I said goodbye and went to Macedonia to find him. But thank God, he has made us his captives and continues to lead us along in Christ's triumphal procession. Now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere, like a sweet perfume. Our lives are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God, but this fragrance is perceived differently by those who are being saved and by those who are perishing. To those who are perishing, we are a dreadful smell of death and doom. But to those who are being saved, we are a life-giving perfume and who, and who is adequate for such a task as this. 
You see, we are not like many uh, hucksters who preach for personal profit. We preach the word of God with sincerity and with Christ's authority, knowing that God is watching us. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 Are we beginning to praise ourselves again? Are we like others who need to bring you letters of recommendation or who ask you to write such letters on their behalf? Surely not. The only letter of recommendation we need is you, you yourselves. Your, le- your lives are a letter w- written in our hearts. Everyone can read it and recognize our good work among you. Clearly, you are a letter from Christ showing the result of our ministry among you. This letter is written not with pen and ink, but with the spirit of the living God. It is carved not onto tablets of stone, but on human hearts. We are confident of all this because of our great trust in God through Christ. It is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualification comes from God. He has enabled us to be ministers of his new covenant. This is a covenant not of written laws, but of the spirit. The old written covenants end in death, but under the new covenant, the spirit gives life. The old way with the laws etched in stone led to death. Through it began with such glory that the people of Israel could not bear to look at Moses' face. For his face shone with the glory of God, even though the brightness was already fading away. Shouldn't we expect far greater glory under the new way now that the Holy Spirit is giving life? If the old way, which brings condemnation, was glorious, how much more glorious is the new way? which makes us right with God. In fact, that first glory was not glorious at all compared to with the overwhelming glory of the new way. So if the old way, which has been replaced, was glorious, how much more glorious is the new which remains forever? Since this new way gives us such confidence, we can be very bold. We are not like Moses, who put a a veil over his face so the people of Israel would not see the glory even though it was destined to fade away. But the people's minds are hardened, and to this day, whenever the old covenant is being read, the same veil covers their minds so they cannot understand the truth. And this veil can be removed only by believing in Christ. Yes, even today, when you read Moses' writings, their hearts are covered with the veil and they do not understand. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. And that is 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 2, and 3. The one thing I like is coming to my mind when I'm reading this is, you always have to, the saying I've learned is to fear God is to obey God, is which is to love him. And I think this is so true when it comes to reading this and this veil that is removed is is for us to love God. If you say that phrase backwards is to love is to obey is to fear. And it's not that we fear God like it's like he's the scariest person, scariest thing you've ever had or watched the scariest movie. It's that knowing what power he truly has and realizing if you go back to first Genesis or Genesis one is that he created all things and that it's, he can just take it away just as it is he built it. So that's kind of where the fear comes in is knowing that. Um, but today 
I was actually at church. Oh, I'm just going to grab a piece of paper here. Um, the one thing I learned at church today, and I'm thinking about this right now while reading this, is there's three responses that we get as Christians of um, when we get news of any kind. And just like this reading said is we want to always turn to God and we know that God's there for us. And so our first two instinct things um, is called we panic. We worry, we panic, we worry about our pride, where we should actually be praying about it. And so that's kind of what's coming to my head right now is just those things that uh, Pastor Justin told us today is, again, that it says the um, some people panic with news, some people worry about their pride, and some people pray. And as Christians, we need to make sure that we are praying um, when we get good news, bad news, or we just don't know what to do. Anyway... That concludes this episode, and today's fun fact is actually about Cookie Monster. And I know some of you are probably being like, why the heck are you thinking about Cookie Monster? But anyone who knows me is, I love cookies. And one of my favorite shows growing up actually was Sesame Street. And I assume, well, I shouldn't assume, for anyone who knows what Sesame Street is, there is this Cookie Monster puppet. And I learned today... I've watched Cookie Monster for my entire childhood, but I only learned today that Cookie Monster's real name is actually Sid. I don't know why I never knew this, but I've only known Cookie Monster as Cookie Monster. But now I know his name is Sid the Cookie Monster. Anyway, that concludes today's episode. And we will uh, see you or you will hear me, I guess, uh, tomorrow as we continue through 2 Corinthians. Anyway, good night, everyone.